Good evening, everybody. Jaime Landeros from the Cantina MX podcast. It is Friday. We're on episode 248. We're going to recap Jornada 7. We actually have Jornada 8 happening as we speak. So before we go any further, let me introduce our two-man wolf pack. Joel, how are we doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. Hi, man. Right here waiting the big Chivas Tigres match set for tomorrow. I'm a bit excited. Uh, wait, did you say that. Tigres? Yeah, man. The mighty Tigers who aren't looking so mighty this season. It's You never know what kind of Tigres you're going to get. Are you going to get the little Tigres? Or are you going to get the one that, you know, steps up to the plate? You just, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean... Up until the match week started, I would have to check, or we could check in a bit. But Gignac was still the main, the top scorer of the league. So, I mean, they're still banking on a player like that, which, you know, yeah, makes them well, a you know, dangerous team. I'll actually look that up as we speak. But uh, before we go any further, we had Jornada Siete. Um, I'll go over the scores really quickly. Uh, on the on the last podcast, we talked about the games on Friday with Super Camotes beating Toluca. Uh, Mazatlan and Tigres actually tied one one. Remember, I was like kind of that that episode that that uh that show was going on as the game was going on, and I thought Gignac had scored the game winner, but out of nowhere on the ninety seventh minute, they tied it up one one, which is a pretty good result for. For the newest team, then America beat Atleti San Luis two one. And 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 for Valencia, because the rumors were that you know his job was on the line. Oh yeah. And so, if if there was any validity to that, he might have just extended extended his stay at the at the you know Mazatlan for one more week. <laughs> um. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the things that you you touched on last week with coaching and the carousel, um, because Atlético San Luis lost to América two one, and they lost again uh, yesterday three one against Pachuca, and you mentioned Guillermo Vasquez was on the hot seat, and it sounds like he will not be continuing. Uh, it's not official yet, but it, it sounds like they're. They're starting to sharpen the guillotine, and they're going to chop his head off pretty soon. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks. That that's when the short season is very unforgiving. And he's had a tough, you know, he, he match week five, he goes against Chivas, on, at, at, you know, on the road. And then, then he faces Cruz Azul at home. And then another home game, but this time against America. And then they go up against Pachuca, which uh, has proven to be stronger than Chivas. So it just it hasn't been easy for them. All those games were teams stronger than them. <clears throat> and so it's a little bit... Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, if they were to hold on to him, they face Necaxa, who they're about level terms, and they face him at home, but... You know, I guess by this point they figured this isn't the guy. 
Yeah. Um, he just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a tough Liga Mekis is, is not forgiving at all. Um, I was going to go over the rest of the scores. So America again, beat San Luis 2-1. Chivas and Pachuca had arguably the most boring game out of the, out of Jornada Siete. They tied <laughs> 0-0. It was terrible. I'm not very convinced with Vucetich right now. He's, the the the, oh, the problem on. I had with this game is is the way the Chivas were playing. They they were trying to build out of the back. They were you know holding possession, but they weren't really doing anything with it. They weren't moving offensively. They were just kind of going no. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like and like going lateral and lateral and lateral. And I'm just like, this is terrible. He he did just arrive though. I mean, yeah, gotta give this guy some time to shake things up to how the team was used to already with Tena. And then we had those problems with the players being suspended and he had to shuffle around the the squad. Yep. So it hasn't been an easy start for King Midas. I still have faith in him and it's all he has to do is get us to playoffs. Uh and it's twelve teams. Chivas currently Jaime are out of the playoff running. They're in thirteenth. But, uh, we'll yeah, but that. we also don't. We don't have a game. Uh, we're a game behind right now, so some of the results on the table. Yeah, but that's some that's of a the, bit of that pressure, you know. You yeah, you're facing Tigres, and you know that you need you need to make points because um, you know you don't want to be left out. And they're about to reach. Well, Jornada ten will be about the halfway line, maybe Jornada nine, given that you don't count your you um, count yourself. Who was the caretaker that took over the team after Tena got fired? He we should we should get that guy back. He had a perfect record. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I keep hearing that. Uh, That's uh, Alejandro. It's, it's a meme, but youth. it's funny. But, yeah, he faced. I mean, he faced what San Luis and, and Juarez, Juarez. Yeah, two of the weakest teams. You or the weakest teams, with all due respect. Uh, and it's like. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of. I think Busa would have gotten those. Even Tena would have gotten those wins. I, I still think something's fishy with the whole Tena stuff, especially because he hasn't. Have you heard anything from Tena? Like we mm. usually hear they're mm. parting words, but I, I, I don't hear anything. nothing. Not even hey, thanks to the club. I want to thank him for this opportunity. <laughs> you know, good luck. Nothing, man. He just disappeared. Um, uh, so I don't... yeah, it it reminds me of like that scene in the office where they they brought in the uh, like the founder, and he was in the conference room, and they were just like, all right, all right, bye, and then he's like, hey, I need, and they just like close the door on him, like just get out of here, you know. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's what with with Dena, it's one of those things that like we just we just want to m- move forward and 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 not look back and not even give him the acknowledgement or the thanks or nothing, you know, just like and, yeah. Yeah, and it's a messed up. It's it's a messed up way, and so who knows? I think we will probably hear from this somewhere down the line. It could be, could be a couple years from now. But yeah, that's this is something I maybe thrive uh, on. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I like remembering these things. We 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 probably um, won't even have to go that far because as we speak, uh, Amazon is is recording all or nothing Chivas. So I'm oh. sure. All that stuff. Unless they will, edit it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just to add drama, you know. Yeah. The, yeah, and 
Well, speaking of Tena, Jaime, his old brother was also unceremoniously sacked. Uh, oh, but wow. From America. His brother was doing an awesome job. I haven't heard anything from the Americanistas. I would be pissed. I don't think they care. Um, but <laughs> he was behind their youth, and they were, they've been producing a lot of good quality youth, and uh, they booted him. They they sort of like had him like take a back seat, so he left. But it was pretty much the writing was on the wall. So they brought they brought uh, Villarreal's former uh, youth coach. Oh, okay. But you know, my thing is, if if it's not you know the saying, if it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah. I think America had been doing a really great job. They probably hasn't haven't had like the the praise that like. That like uh, Pachuca, even Chivas, and Atlas at one point had. But if you go down the list of how many players they they brought out and and sent to Europe, or ended up in the national team, it's it's a very good list. And I think their their youth teams were doing good. But I know. Let's see. Let's see if this works out for them. As a Chiva, I hope I hope they fail. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Going off the, the remaining matches of match day seven, Cruz Azul being a Caxa 3-0. Pumas, still the only team remaining undefeated. 3-0 against Cholos. Santos beat Querétaro 2-1. Rayados beat and Juarez. Wait, wait. What? Let's back it up, Jaime. Back to Pumas. <laughs> They're seven games undefeated. Yep. Uh, their record was 11 games. Oh. That was their record in short season. Was eleven games, so they got four more games to go, and they will be wow. facing Puebla, which is the other surprise team of the tournament. Super Camotes. Yeah, and America, America's record is of thirteen games, and the record holder is Chivas at fourteen. Yes, sir. Fourteen, but in, we're talking about short season. Yeah. Um, you gotta go far back to the long season. It's, uh, it's I don't think. Sort of applies, just given that it's short season now. Yeah. But yeah, I, rem- I, I actually remember that that Chivas. They call him El Rey del Empate. Uh, <laughs> games were pretty boring, but they had they had a was lot of the under, young guys. Was under Flores? No, it was Ruggeri. Oh. And uh, they had a couple of the young guys like Bravo and Medina, and I don't I don't know Medina, but I know Mar Bravo was there. A couple of the younger guys that ended up. They would end up, you know, being key players and being national team. Yeah, um, I I want to say, uh, the last time I remember Chivas having like it was like a win streak. It was like ten games or something, right? And it was under Efraín Flores, or maybe I'm tripping. Wait, ten game win streak? I don't, I don't. No. No, man, I don't know what you're smoking. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just <laughs> me in FIFA time. career mode. You know, maybe that was just my. <laughs> Maybe I mixed the reality that, with with like, with FIFA. You had you had uh, Messi in the team, DR <laughs> seven uh, doing dupla with Puli. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think uh, ten is unheard of. It's interesting. Uh, the the win streak. I don't know if it's like I'm gonna put it at like five games. No, nah. but we should look it up. I'll, I'll look it up. Do you, you think there's been a team that has won more than five in a row? 
Longest win streak? Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I kind of remember that. I'll 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 look it up right now. Um It looks like You were going down match week seven. Yeah, uh, I was going down match week seven. Uh, Santos won as well. I'm just... I think Leon. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, damn. Leon, you're right. 12 wins in a row. Yeah. 2019. Poor Nacho, dude. We don't give him the credit he deserves. <laughs> if this was Mati, we would have his we statue. Would, we would have a gold. statue. <laughs> the, the, Nacho, man. The, we would have ass tattoos of Mati. Of Mati? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's impressive, man. 2019-12. So I forgot about yeah, this. That's, and that's not that long ago. It wasn't even that long ago. That's, yeah. I'm telling you, Nacho's one of those guys that don't get, they don't get, you know, the credit, credit the recognition. they deserve. We talk about all this, should go to Europe. This dude was like eight years in Europe, you know, with Aguirre at, at um, Osasuna and Atletico de Madrid. He even coached a few games, you know, when uh, Aguirre was suspended or sick. Uh, but he's, you know, uh, he was at Chivas, he was at America, got no love. Either of the big teams, and I'm glad he's he's doing good at Leon, and I hope he has he, he stays has there he for won a long any, let him work. any silverware though, because I think that's probably why these coaches are so forgivable or forgettable, because like they don't. Oh no, he made it. They made the final, but they didn't yeah. win. Remember, they, they played without JJ. He was a uh, Conca Champions winner, though. There you go. With uh, what team was that, Leon? With America, all with America. So when he was coaching America, and, he, he they won the Conca Champions League. Uh, he was a coach. And you know what? Toluca, not too long ago, nine wins in a row. Yeah. And this was in Clausura 2018. It's wow, man! They fall in <laughs> pretty hard. They fall in pretty hard. That. Those red devils, um, yeah, they but yeah, actually... those are in recent times. Chivas, man, for their Vincent Vicentenario 20 at uh, 2010, yeah, uh, 10, right? Eight, eight, no, eight with Flores, right? Eight, or was it with who was it? Who was the coach? It could have been him, yeah, but goddamn, you were right. I, I was thinking, yeah, five. no, I remember there was like a crazy, crazy streak. I, I remember that. Um, well, it, it, yeah, no, Leon, man. Leon is 12. Wow. Speaking about the Red Devils, today they lost to Querétaro 4 1. I know. Gallos, Two man. In a row. Gallos. That's... I don't know what it is about this yeah, team, was... but when they win, they win big. You know, they beat America 4 1, so it's like. For some reason, they're still in the middle of the table, you know, eighth, ninth position. That right was now. the meme, right, where they show them, where they showed them against America, and then they showed them against Atlas. Oh, yeah, and the team they lost to Atlas <laughs> with the pupper. No. Yeah, <laughs> watch him go up against Juarez and, and lose. Eesh. They go back to pupper status. Um, we just hope that they they do that against Chivas um, on the eighth. But, 
So Luca, though, man, I'm a bit disappointed. I, I'm expecting a bit more from our boy. I'm a big Chepo fan, just the La Torres general, because they're you're a Chiva fan. You need, in my opinion, you need to hold the De La Torres in high regard. Uh, they've put a they wouldn't be campeonissimo without them. They've they've thrown a lot of those titles up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ah man, well he does have them in playoff spot. I do think he'll take them to the playoffs. Uh, something seems to be missing. I don't know what it is because I'm not following. I'm not following Toluca because they'll get a good result and then a bad one. <laughs> but, uh, he needs to. He needs. We need to see where this goes. You know, he's like in the middle. Yeah, uh, America beat Mazatlan three one on Wednesday. Uh, Pachuca beat Atlético San Luis three one uh, yesterday, and today León. Beat Necaxa uh, 2-0. And currently, as we speak right now, Tijuana has a 2-1 lead over Monterrey. And Juarez and Santos are tied 0-0. And shout out to Luis, who's in the comments saying that uh, Charlie, and I'm assuming he means Charlie Rodriguez, just got nutmegged. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to our listeners right now that are uh, chatting on YouTube. Uh, El Mundial de 2006, it was mostly at, Atlas, Rafael Marquez, Andres Guardado, Pavel Pardo, Osvaldo Sanchez, Javier Borghetti, Mendes. Yes. Y de titular. It was the closest Mundial to the fifth match. That is a comment by Randy Torres, who is obviously a big Atlas fan. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they were, they were coached by... Uh... Wait, was that 26? Yeah, they're coached by La Volpe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even more, even more at least us. But yeah, that was that was out of left field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't what's, know. What's going? What's going on, Randy? We have to ask. What? Yeah, I what think... happened with your juveniles, man? Your fuerzas básicas <laughs> set the standard. They set a high bar, and then it's like they forgot what they were doing. Like, how, you have the blueprints, man. How, how did you forget? Like, like. You know, it has to be a series of things to happen where you drop, you know, where you, where you drop so far down uh, <laughs> that you're not even producing players no more. You go from being the bulk of the national team to it's like you don't, you don't have. And they'll still make a player here and there, like yeah. the guy that just went to Portugal. Yeah. But Adas is nowhere near to that. That, and I remember that team, that young team, and it was with La Volpe too, and when they played in Libertadores, they had a really good game against River Plate. But that was, that that from from around the time that Bielsa left and then La Volpe took over, that was a real fun team to watch. Fun team to watch. Yeah, yeah and that's, I'm a Chiva dude, and I would watch those Salas games. Yeah. I felt a little bit guilty. I felt some guilt, a little bit. But, uh, but it's like Galeano, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for good football, mm-hmm. like Eduardo Galeano would say. And I, I know a lot of people would watch just because how they played. That was one of the, and and they had that that big final against Toluca. They went to penalties. Um, yes, but, 1999. Yep. And yeah. They, and they uh, they celebrated the 20 year anniversary of second place last year. <laughs> you, you, 
on their Twitter. Yeah, they're like, know. it's been it's been twenty years since we we went to the final and we lost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we just needed to celebrate something, oh, man. Oh, God. Um, but, you know, and I'm thinking, you you have Grupo Orlegi, and they did such a great job with Santos, or are doing such a great job. And part of me, I do want, I do want, as Chivas fans, I do want Atlas, I do want to come back to some of those big, big epic classicos, man. There was some, some really yeah, intense ones. And, this is what the league needs more, more classicos, man. Yeah. Like, and you look at Argentina league; every game's a classico. <laughs> I know. There's like 20 <laughs> teams in Buenos Aires. You know, it's like every game's a freaking classico because it's all barrios. You know, it's all like you know civil wars out yes. there. Yes. So no, no reason we can't have that. So uh, get it together, Atlas. Uh, you guys are facing Cruz Azul, man. It's not Outcome easy. Outcome not so good. Not easy. They're the yeah, yeah, they're probably gonna lose. I mean, they're barely standing above Los Muertos of uh, uh, Mazatlan, or uh, sorry, uh, Atleti San Luis. Atletico San Luis San is in Luis, last place. The, the Walking Dead. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's no surprise, you know the the recently promoted sides. They're always gonna be on the bottom. You know, they're always gonna be struggling. Um. But I think they they're probably grateful for the fact that you know there's not going to be any descenso for the next two years, so they can continue to suck eggs without any repercussions. But it is it is sad. Um, well, Randy Randy is saying they already have Rafa Marquez replacement in Alejandro Gomez. We'll and see. I, you know, I do hope so, man. It's a loan, so it's you know. If if he's terrible, he'll just go back to Atlas. <laughs> no, I think there's another guy. I think. Uh, no, Alejandro Gomez yeah. is the is the kid that we talked about last week. That uh, he he he's going to Bovista in, oh, okay. in Portugal. Okay, that's the one. Um, well, yeah, leaving early is a good sign as well. It's it's funny that we actually kind of dipped our toes a little bit about investment and foreign investment, but there are some rumblings that Red Bull uh, are analyzing the situation in Mexico and, and they may they may be buying a club in Mexico. Um, Red Bull has franchises. Uh, I know they have an MLS team. They have a team in Germany. They have a team in... Uh, uh, what's the other league that they... They have Red Bull, the original. So, Austria is it? Yeah, I think it's the Austrian league. Yeah. Um, how cool would that be to have a Red Bull like Toros Nessa or something? You know, <laughs> that'd be sick. I like Toros Nessa. That's actually that would actually be a good venue, man, because oh, you're yeah. close to all these teams. You're pretty much in Mexico City. Um, I wonder who they do get though, man. Um, because they could also go for like a historic, you know. Atlante, there's a few, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah, and that would be straight right in in Mexico. Because they did just return, right? They just came back from from uh, Acapulco, but they would be man. Red Bull, Red Bull Atlante. Hey, I don't. If they want to invest. I'm all for it. Oh wow, they have 
a club in uh, Brazil as well. I didn't know that. That's crazy. What is it? They red... all, they're all Red Bulls. Oh, they could wow. have like a Red Bull Mundialito. What, what is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually. I'll look, I'll look it up right now. Um, cause I, I don't know if, oh, it's, it's, uh, Red Bull Brazil. <laughs> wow. But they're in it's the like second, they're in the second tier. Okay. So that makes sense. They're not talking the... about worse names. Like she was, you would say, they like call my beer. <laughs> I mean, like... I, I think it'd be cool to have like, a, a you know, a Red Bull team in, in Mexico. Um, I think that would be nice, you know, because it's a, it's a, I, again, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Like the Liga MX is as far as a league from top to bottom. Um, they're, they're a top 10 league. I'll, I'll put them in the number 10 spot out of, out of all the leagues in the world. I mean, there's talent there. There's, there's a, there's a big following. Um, and, you know, I think Red Bull would, would be, it would be fun. It'd be a fun investment. It'd be fun to, you know, put some energy back into the league and, some excitement for for foreigners to be like, what's going on in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, we have Luis saying that Orlegi invested in the Argentine team, uh, but Chuka did the same. It hasn't worked out so well, I guess, for different reasons. But I know Pachuca had a team. I think it's Everton in Chile, and then they had another team in Buenos Aires. Can't remember their name, I didn't but know it's 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 kind of tough there. Like, like the best you could do is bring those players to Mex. So yeah. it would be like the talent gets developed over there, but it would be from that country. And then you bring it here to Mex. Uh, it'll be really hard to send like Mex players over there and then bring them back. It just hasn't worked. I remember years ago, and we're going back to like. Mid nineties, Toluca had sent some players to Uruguay, and it's like ah, we don't even know who they are. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just very competitive over there. Uh, just, just the way it's because cause that's their bread and butter, selling players. So for a club, you end up spending money. You know, like it's not that cheap. So if you send a player over there. Uh, you're kind of paying them to develop him for you. It's kind of something Chivas is doing. I don't know if they're still doing it with Leaño. They sent they sent some players to Spain to like the third, fourth division teams. Yeah, yeah they're. But you're out sort there. of like paying, you know, like like it's like you're paying so that they could be in the club and and hopefully you get playing time because if you don't get playing time, then what's the point? Yeah, might you're as just well there just on be vacation. there on vacation. <laughs> so, but yeah, you kind of eventually, because those teams, they need to make money somehow, you know? So in a way, yeah. if you're paying them, it's like they're selling a player. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I hope it works for, It'd for. Be cool. But then they'll probably realize, Leggy, but, they'll probably realize the carousel and uh, the the politics that are involved in, you know, having a, a club in Mexico and they'll probably pull out because of that. <laughs> it's like, wait, who runs this shit? Like. What's going on in Mexico? <laughs> There's too many, yeah, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's let's see how that works, and I'm still trying to see how 
that Hochiva thing works out with them sending some players to uh, Spain's lower leagues. Kind of. I, I still think, look, man, we, we've already had success in Mex. I mean, they keep trying to reinvent the wheel. I don't think you have to. We saw it at Pumas. We saw it at Atlas. Just, dude, man, you bring up these young players, just put them in the team, man. Yeah, just, for that's, real. That's it. Just give them playing time. And I remember we talked about it. Like, what was it, three shows, maybe four shows ago? We were talking about some of the goleadores right now in mm-hmm. in Liga MX, kind of a no names, but we were going through their, you know, through their history and, and comparing them to some other MX players of the same age and, you know, the amount yeah. of games they played. It's like it's embarrassing. Just, <laughs> yeah, it is, man. And it's like, yeah, no wonder they, they're doing better. These, cause, these kids are getting their, their career started at the young age of 26 in Mexico, you know? <laughs> <laughs> at the young age, at yeah, the promising but, age of 26, they're getting there. Like, uh... The 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 second substitution that Chivas made uh, against Pachuca, it was uh, via Pando, and I'm like, oh, you know, is he a young lad? No, he's not a young lad. He's like 26 or 27. He's old. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, no, that's that's always been like, if you want to develop uh, youth, it's just you just have to play them, and with Max, uh, something like a broken record. Short season, that's just counter. That's counter to that because the coach needs to needs quick results. You need to provide results within the first four, four or five games. Yep. That's if you, if you think about. It, that's pretty much a month, especially if you had a, especially if you had a doble jornada. It's you like, got one that's month. That's like two dude. weeks, bro. <laughs> so, so yeah, they see Julanito who might have potential there. It's like nah, man. I need. Yeah. I need to. It, yeah, they're not. That's that's the thing that's been holding Mex back, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I talked about like young Mex players just coming to MLS. You get the playing time, but a lot of fans seem to hate that idea. And I'm like, I don't know why, because you could still, you could still do stuff. Uh, we we saw it with Carlos Salcedo. He he was at Chivas, then he he bounced to Tigres. He wasn't he. Kind of figured, all right, Tuca's not going to play me. He goes to Real Salt Lake. And, and when he was there, he was already getting scouted by European teams. And um, Chivas went to get him, and, and they did the clausula where it's like, all right, if a European come, team comes, we're going to make it easy for you to leave. And so, and he did. He ended up leaving. And so he did that route. And that's like, you know, as fans, we shouldn't really be that you know, negative towards the league here. If if it provides playing opportunities, go for it, man. Uh, the more players playing, it's always the best. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're just opening a, a wider funnel. You know what I mean? And eventually, you'll you'll get something that comes out on the other end. Um, but uh, kind of related to the Red Bull, uh, this is also going on in the world of football with City Football Club. Uh, they just acquired. Another team, uh, Troy is in, in League Two. So they have Manchester City, Girona in España. They have Lomo in Belgium. They have Troyes in France, New York City and uh, MLS, Montevideo in Uruguay, Melbourne in Australia, Mumbai in India. They have uh, Marinos in Japan. And then they have a team in China as well. I'm like, yo, City, 
while you're over here, while you got your wallet out, uh, why not Mexico? <laughs> you know? Well, they are. Yeah. And I guess they are now. Uh, and I think a big part of that with some of these teams is like, just in case there's a gem, they have first dibs. Yeah. I mean, I mean with some of these teams, I don't think they, like Montevideo, I don't think they're spending that much money, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, it's just it's just very interesting the the countries that they decided to expand and you know you're talking about countries that really have not even been in world cups like India China Australia those, they will but those will be in world cups thanks to the whole you know now there's like what 40 teams so yeah. We are going to be seeing like the Indias and the Chinas like when's, more often at the World I, Cup. I can't now. even name like an Indian player that I know, like famously. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of these countries, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I can't even come up with one. So it makes sense for them to yeah. invest in these crazy, old, like, you know, these countries that are like number one and number two in the world as far as population goes. It's like eventually you're going to find something. You know, <laughs> eventually you're going to find a gem. And then when you find a gem in those countries, that entire country now it just became a city supporter. You know what I mean? Like if you're from an obscure country where, you know, football's not that popular and then you end up playing for Manchester city, you got that entire country. Like do you have their entire support? They're going to buy jerseys and merchandise and they're going to be watching the games and stuff. It's like a really big deal. Well, that's, yeah. That's one of the reasons the whole FIFA went to the whole, you know, 40 team world cup. Cause mm. That's, you know, China, they're in the billions, and same with India, you know. That's a lot of Panini sticker books to sell. I mean, why would you want to buy it if your team wasn't there? But now, now your team is there, man. You know, some player you might like, don't matter, but it's now you have a more uh, incentive to go and buy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... We'll see how this World Cup turns out. I mean, some say that it might not even happen because, you know, the COVID situation, you just don't know what's going to happen. But uh, we'll see what happens in Qatar. Um, but it is it is kind of nice that it's it's becoming like, I mean, it's already been the world's most popular sport, but I guess when you get these, these little countries that never had a chance just to see them on the biggest platform, I'm sure it'll, it'll just introduce us to new, to new players and maybe some upsets who knows um while we're in Europe so oh look we asked Joel uh Wolves actually Wolves announced their uh their player of the year or player of the season award obviously the anonymous Unanimous, a unanimous decision was uh, Raul Jimenez. So it's nice to see him get credit for for what he's done. Incredible season for Raul. And, and no noise of if he's where he's going to, huh? Yeah, there's no no rumblings, no no rumors. Um, we'll we'll see what happens with with. They Raul. said Juventus. Now they're saying Luis Suarez might go to Juventus. Oh wow! So. It turns out that Messi is not going anywhere, so <laughs> uh, he's not he's not coming to Tigres. 
<laughs> well, we do know for sure who is not going to be going to Tigres or who is not going to continue in Tigres, and that's uh, Duca Ferretti. He did. You know what? He had said 2020 was he was retiring. Then I guess he had cold feet. But I think a lot of the fans are a bit tired of the toucan, you know? Because I think, I, I mean, especially with the type of squat they have, I think they, they expect more, and, and they're just, they've never really been, like, dominant. I think he just he just it's, made them, like, relevant again, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they're consistent in yeah. that they're always fighting, that they're always fighting for the campeonato, but, but the fans, you know, they get to the point where it's like, you know, they're going to want more, so it's like, Okay, we're already qualifying two leagues. We're already uh, fighting for the title. We're already winning titles. But so then they want, you know, they see some of the other teams and they wanna, they want a bit more, bit of, you know, sort of like the way Toluca was at one point, uh, with when Cardoso. And I guess they feel like, cause man, they they have had squads where they should have been more, just handing out beatdowns. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking at what he's able to accomplish, and uh, he's done a really good job for Tigres. I mean, he's yeah, no, five, no five leagues, man. That's that's a lot, dude. In ten years, he's won half. He's won at least a title every other year, man. That's pretty good. He's also lost a lot of leagues too, you know. Yeah, yeah, he has. But I mean, he did. He did put them on the map. I mean, they went from not. Like having like one or two titles now to now they, you know, um, but he might become a directivo. But I mean, let's see what happens with with the toucan. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, I'm sure he's kind of fed up with it. And um, while we're still still talking about Tigres, uh, you were right as far as uh, the top goal scorer as of right now after seven games, Andre Pierre. Gignac has seven goals, uh, so yeah. he's he's been on fire. And then right behind him is Jonathan Javier Rodriguez from Cruz Azul with six, and then Victor Alejandro Davila with five. He's a Chileno from Pachuca. Yeah, so Frenchman, a Uruguayan, and a Chileno. And then it's Argentina. Uh, Argentina. Martin. You have to go down all the way to the sixth position to find a Mexican, and that's Henry Martinez. Or Martin from America. Yeah, four four goals. So, um, but wow, yeah, we we're not. Our our all of our delanteros are in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's over there? Pulido, Vela, Chicharito, Pulido, Vela. <laughs> um, Kubo, they you into Kubo back. Where? Oh wait, where is Kubo? He, he oh yeah, that's right. He went to Atlanta. <laughs> Wow, yeah. and then you have also Jurgen Dam. Okay, all right. No, but he's not a delantero, though, man. He's, 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 but the strikers, though, man. You know, just just strikers, straight Mexican strikers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's. We're hurting. We're hurting right there, right now. Yes. There's, uh, there's hopes. JJ Mack. Some people are saying that they're not using him right. He's gone missing. I, I think that. 
Yeah, he's he's probably he he hit. We were talking about it, right, Jaime? He could have hit a patch. Let's see what's going on. Pusa already said something along the lines. He addressed he addressed the need for more goals. Uh, One goal in 668 then, minutes. Well, that's the upcoming match. Chivas. He, he's had Chivas Tigres, man. He's had more minutes than Gignac. Gignac has scored seven goals in 629 minutes. It's 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 scary, man. This is this is not good. Um, you know, and this is tough because. This is like the season, you know, if you do well and if you come out champion with Chivas, then you got our blessing to go to Europe. But now, if you're not scoring goals, you know, the offers are going to dry up and then you're kind of just trapped at Chivas. Chivas. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think his offers would dry up. Maybe his price tag would fall, but I think he's, he's proven already and i think like the scouts when they scout you they they know this like this guy this guy's very professional and they know all this stuff uh so i think i think he, he could still leave even if he has a bad season i still think he could he could go abroad and i think he has that determination so i still think he'll leave mm. yeah i mean we'll see what happens i think uh you you go to Leon and you're killing it and then you go back to Chivas and it's like yo what happened to all that stuff that you did over there you know <laughs> it's not the same man it's no he was doing all right until the league was stopped he mm. had what four goals in eight games something so like that so that's not bad yeah but he also scored so a lot of penalties really but you know uh. but i mean you know <laughs> um Looks like Juarez and, and Santos have both drawn blood. They're one one right now. Uh, looks like, yeah, looks like that game's uh, almost almost over. They're on the eighty sixth minute. So the the Monterrey game ended though, right? Uh, Tijuana beat Monterrey two one. Man, Turco not looking good. No man, he he did win the league for them. Then he had a disastrous season. And now it's just uh, Monterrey's not. They're just not playing that well. Monterrey, both, both uh, Monterrey teams and Man Tigres, they're just not. They're not looking too good. Yeah, I mean Rayados uh, with this defeat will stay in a uh, sixth position with twelve points. Uh, Tigres are in tenth position with uh, ten. So. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, two point difference, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But but Tigres does have one game less. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what what's going on right there. Yeah, it's an interesting jornada because uh, so we have these games going on tomorrow, and then we're gonna have a doble jornada. So on Tuesday, uh, everyone's gonna play again. So it's you know. I feel like this league is is going by really, really fast, and you know we did yeah, mention. And well, they said they did set up like that because yeah. of the whole, the whole other league being, you know, the previous season being suspended and the whole COVID. Uh-huh. And so yeah, they're kind of fast tracking it, 
And I think they they want to start letting people in. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, they, they realistically, do you start... do you think that could happen? I mean, that's yeah. I don't see why not. I just make them see it. Uh, Six feet apart. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, wear masks. Hey, do the thing. The check their temperature at the door. There was something that I saw on Twitter the other day, and uh, it was a little bit disturbing. It was uh, LAFC. I think I forgot they played. I don't know who they played, but the fans were outside the stadium and they had flares and they had, you know. Why, why was that disturbing, Jaime? Why, why are you hating because it? Because it's like, you know, you're not supposed to. They were. They're not supposed to do that. They you social know? distance. They were like six feet apart, I think. Uh, they showed, they're wearing masks. What you're doing is you're basically saying, hey, you know, we're. we're, we're this is why we're in the situation to begin with is because people aren't respecting the rules, you know? And then if, if they start doing it, they're, they're going to be like, ha ha. Like, look, we have the best fans in the league. Look at all you other ultras. You guys aren't even doing that for, you know, for so then you're going to start to see all these other MLS teams and all their other fans start to get together and, and do the same. And then all of a sudden it's like, cool. We just got all the progress we had, push it, push it back like three, six months. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, man. I just think like everyone should be supporting their team virtually from home, <laughs> like the oh, like the America yeah. fan that that uh <laughs> that uh, had his wiener out on the on the television. <laughs> oh man, and this and this an America fan. It was the uh, do the NA. You know they have the virtual fans on the on the stadium. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that. Someone had their wiener out, and I'm like, oh. But, but how it's were you able to know it was in America? <laughs> <laughs> he took up two. He took up two screens. Uh. Uh. Luis says MLS being super spreaders. Go figure. USA is to blame for the pandemic. <laughs> I actually wish I I still had a contact with uh one of the ultras uh Rick. He's like one of the original supporters of the three two five two and. I want to ask him about that. Like, hey, man, what's up with your fans? Why they did that? Yeah, I'm sure I he probably wasn't. They, behind it was it. a one time. It was a one time thing for them, mm. though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just awkward right now. Not, you know, having empty stadiums. Um, but I mean, that's just what we have to do. Unfortunately, for a while. Um, but yeah, this this league, it, uh, these doble jornadas, man, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, some teams just finished playing today, and they're going to play again on Tuesday. I mean, that's pretty. It's not even a week break, you know. It's we have 12, 12 spots, so I feel it, it's going to be a dogfight towards the end, man. You think so? But I, 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 well, I mean, look. It's like this, man. We have- it's like uh, you have like a month to finish this essay. And everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, I can get that done. And then two days before the, the thing is due, you're like, oh, shit, we got to try now. And I feel like that's what you did with like opening the spot to 12 people is like, ah, we can we can kind of we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. You know, 12 spots. There's we have or mathematically we have a better chance of not making the playoffs than making it. You know what I mean? It's like it's harder to but, not. But the four. But the top four, remember, the top four go automatic. Yes. And then the rest, the rest have like a repechaje. Yeah. So I think 
I think that does give the top four a bit of a an edge, which I mean it's well deserved. So, so I do think what you're saying is true, but I think that's gonna apply for the pretty much from like number twelve to number I'll say to about number eight. Well, kind of just to give you an idea, right? So twelve spots, which right now would be Santos. Uh, with nine points, but Atletico San Luis, which is dead last, has five points. I mean, they could win a ge- they could win two games, and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs, bro. That- <laughs> like that's 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 how bad this is, man. Like you could literally be sucking eggs for three quarters of the league, and then you win two games in a row, and you're in Liguilla, man. That's just how it works yeah, in Mexico. Man. That's. That's always been my criticism of the short season format, and I've never been a fan of playoffs. Not not for a league. I like playoffs in a tournament, so more like in a cup. Yeah, you know, be it Copa Mexico or or, or like Libertadores uh, and shit. Champions or yeah, league. yeah. But for a league where teams play each other, I've never been much of a fan of having liguilla. I would prefer it if there was no liguilla. And if it was just, you know, whoever made the most points, even if you still wanted to have two champions a year, I would still prefer it like that. Uh, just because I think that would make every game that much more important. Yeah. Yeah, because think about it. You got this team that tried super hard. They were consistent the entire league. Um, like Cruz Azul, for example. They're always... They're always a good student. They always turn in their homework on time. They're always participating in class. You know, they're that they're that they're that they're that student that you just want to beat up because they're so annoying. And then you got some slacker that, you know, makes fun of the teacher, you know, cuts class all the time. And then you go into and then somehow, somehow they 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 end up passing the class and then now you're in the playoffs and this Cruz Azul team that was like on point, they got to play <laughs> against this this fucking slacker. And then the slacker gets the best out of them, and then they get eliminated. Yeah. It's like, what the? How did that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, they, it, yeah. Well, it's, and it's like you, 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 you could have one bad game, and that will cost you the elimination. So, yeah. one bad game, someone made a mistake. There was a slip up. Even the even the ref could make a mistake. They could have he could have given a red, or he could have yeah. not called a foul. That would lead to a goal. You know, just little things like that. In, in one match, and and I I know there's a lot of people that like that because it becomes very unpredictable. But I've I've always preferred uh, long season just because I think it it, it in the long run it rewards more, uh, rewards more consistency and it allows mm-hmm. for more things, even like like getting young players in there because yeah it becomes easier you know yeah you, you got you got it you automatically just doubled the amount of opportunities for, for a young kid, you know, because you can yeah, start maybe to experiment. It won't be the big teams. Yeah. Maybe it won't be the big teams, but, like, a lot of the mid-table, lower teams, once they know at least that they're safe, I mean, maybe we're not getting relegated or whatever, they'll still, you know, they'll be like, all right, let's give this dude a chance. Yeah, exactly. So it looks like, yeah, so Juarez and Santos finished uh, 1-1. So that is all for today. And then tomorrow, Pumas Puebla. 
I'm actually curious to see how long Bumas can remain undefeated. Uh, they got a good test tomorrow against Puebla. Atlas play Cruz Azul. And Tigres play Chivas. So yeah. I, I think for the first Cruz time... Cruz Azul wins. Hmm? Cruz Azul wins. They take the number one spot. Wow. They reclaim it because they're just a point behind León. Wow. And, uh, and even, with a, and, even with a draw, they would I, actually be above León because they have a nine-goal differential. Which okay. Is, yeah. So they just need a point. Uh, and then Ames in third. It's funny how it was trending for a little bit for Piojo, <laughs> but this dude has him in third place, man. Um, and and some people want a Turco, man. Tur- Turco's Again? having such a tough time. Well, they just a lot of people liked like when he won with them, and then they just thought that he was the ideal coach, mm. but. He's been, you know, he's yeah. been kind of inconsistent. Uh, let's see. And then Pachuca is in fourth. And Pachuca's been, they've been pretty good. Um, and then, as you said, there's Pumas. Yeah, Pumas, Pumas in could. fifth, and they're going to be playing Puebla. I think that, that could be a pretty interesting game. I think the interesting part about that game is the fact that it's taking place at 3 p.m., um, on a Saturday, I can't ever remember Pumas being at home and playing on a Saturday. They always play at 10 a.m. on Sundays, so there's no team playing on Sunday uh, this weekend, which I think is pretty interesting. So, um, yeah, it looks like uh, you know, keeping keep tuned for tomorrow. Those three games, uh, I think you have a pretty good pretty good lineup. You know, you got. The team that's undefeated still, you know, going for something. Then you got Cruz Azul, which should have a pretty easy day against Atlas. But then who knows? Atlas, uh, you know, they beat Querétaro after Querétaro beat América 4-1. So you just don't know what's going to happen there. And then, of course, Tigres Chivas. They have a little bit of animosity towards each other uh, because we got the best out of Tigres uh, in the final. Um, And... uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, you know, is there uh, anything else you had on your mind, Joel, before we wrap up the show for tonight? Uh, no, no, I think we we said it all, and I think it's the interesting thing that even even for the last place teams, uh, they still have a chance to go to playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and we're the both two last teams, so. I, I don't know. I I still I, I'm a reserve judgment because I I think even even if you're fans of certain teams like 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 Mazatlan or Juarez that wouldn't have much of a chance, but then under this format they might. So I, I think uh, that could make it fun. But I'm a I'm a wait I'm a wait and see how it plays out. We'll see what happens. Everybody, stay tuned for us on Twitter. Um, for the comments, commenters today on, on tonight's show, thank you to Luis. Thank you to Randy. Um, I don't know how you could support Atlas, but God bless you for, (laughs) for staying fiel to the team that is, uh, always the, the laughing stock of Liga Mekis. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody has a great night. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. We will be back next week. After this doble jornada ends, 
And uh, for everybody out there, stay safe. Thank you.